Hello, listeners. This is Richard, the player of Roderick. We have another split episode for you. This recording went long enough, and we had enough substance that we decided to cut this into two episodes again, like we have done previously. We think they're fun, and we hope you enjoy it. We have another huge thank you to give to the guys at Midnight Syndicate. They are the people who create the wonderful music that we use to set the mood for the show. Give them a listen at www.midnightsyndicate.com. And another big thank you to Sword Coast Soundscapes for creating the wonderful ambient sound effects and background sounds that we use. Well, that's enough for me. Let's get on to the first half of this split episode. Man, you were really into that countdown. Gary, the power has gone to Gary's head. I, I don't think it was that. I think it's that he realized he was going backwards. Uh, uh, yep, that's, <laughs> that's, that's what it was. Isn't that, isn't that the reverse of how we usually do yes. it? Yes. it counted up. It was yes. after all oh. the guff. It was after all the guff y'all gave me for doing it wrong. He realized he was doing it wrong. Well, so the thing is, since I can't count, I didn't realize he was doing it backwards. <laughs> <laughs> as long as it went in a sequential order, it made sense to me. One in five. They're the same number, basically. It, at least I wasn't just pointing for five beats. <laughs> uh, uh, start. Start. Mine, mine okay. still did a count. Yes. No, I was able to follow it. My error was worse. <laughs> it's just you were, you're just gaining more time. <laughs> but you were so relaxed as you were doing it. I was just like, Gary's taking his time with this well, countdown. So he started. And then when he got to about two or three, I looked at him and he's like, <laughs> shrugs his shoulders and just keeps going. I just because, kept going. I mean, <laughs> might as well. All right. At least I realized my mistake. <laughs> you handled it with poise. But none of this matters because we just did a successful haunt siphon and it was so cool and you I'm did. so uh-huh. excited. I've been waiting all week to hear what you all think of this yes. haunt siphon actually working because I'm still surprised that you remembered you had it. Right? I, right? I, Roderick's I, never forgotten that he had his. I forgot that I had mine. Philip forgot. <laughs> I've got a couple that I forgot. All I've right, got point two, is, right? Enough talk. I want to jump in. Yes. All right. So. Philip, I think you should give your haunt siphons to Roderick. <laughs> Personally. Yeah, maybe a good thing. Who knows? But uh, the haunt siphon worked. And we're mm-hmm. all looking around. Uh, yeah. No, and I'm just dripping. So Thursko reaches into his pouch for a second vial of holy water. He's like, oh, uh, I, d- I don't need this. No. We're good. I think we're good. We're good. All right. Roderick, that was amazing. It was super cool, man. Well, that was what it was designed for. And then um, Dwarfy is, is kind of bummed because he didn't do anything. <laughs> and he's also just standing there just like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> that was so cool. And the strategy that we had planned out worked exactly right, too, where Vivian was able to do some damage to, it. to it. And so that the Haunt Siphon could finish it off. And oh, I softened it up so for you. So exciting. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, you did. By letting it eat me. Yes. <laughs> Oh, that was amazing. Yeah, I, I was a little worried with that one, considering that on just a regular hit, it did 4d6 and that's I why mean, damage. Yeah, Zenobia took a whole lot of oh, damage. Yeah. Yes. And, and that's why Roderick was like, this is the time to use the haunt siphon, because mm-hmm. that just hurt a lot. I'm really glad you remembered it. Speaking of Zenobia, Vivian's going to rush over. She's like, oh, oh, that was amazing. Oh, Zenobia, please come here. And she <laughs> is going to... Cure light wounds. Cure light wounds. Um, I got some moderate wounds on thinking here <laughs> as these guys okay uh, Zenobia come here and I have a feeling it's going to take at least two hits mm-hmm. well she, I know it's going to because that's I at least know that bit of math that's math yeah while Vivian is healing Zenobia the rest of you that are at least nearby the furnace so Roderick as you're there poking around uh, in the furnace. Yeah, he's kind of like kicking soot with his foot and like he's like poking at it with his rapier like it's a fire poker uh, sifting through the soot. Oh, that's cool. As you're looking around, you notice two things. Uh, above the top of the where the mouth grate was, you see a soot-covered plaque and then you also see in the ash within the mouth bones. 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 That's why we smelled the burning flesh at the beginning. This is used as a crematory also. Vivian's finished healing up Zenobia. She looks good as new. Her her skin's a little pink and she has no eyebrows. <laughs> They'll grow back. <laughs> uh, and my brand is throbbing. Oh yeah, yeah, the that you got from the the from other the brand. brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's what I wanted to go back and uh Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the brands. 
All of them. All of them. <laughs> so all this, all this stuff. We're going to take it back to Vissoriano's office and all the loot. We're going to come back with a, a shopping cart, like from the grocery store, with all these haunted objects in it. <laughs> all right, sorry. So oh. Roderick is sweeping away the dust off the plaque, and he says, "It's borderline painfully obvious, but it seems that this was the source of the fire that destroyed the prison." This, when you wipe off the plaque, it reveals the name Old Ember Maw. Old Ember Maw, M-A-W? M-A-W. Like a mouth. That's okay. the name of the furnace. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a knowledge local to me. It does. And I rolled a 22. 22? Yeah. All right. So Zenobia, when Roderick mentions that this says Ember Maw. I've heard of this. You have heard of it. You, you remember hearing stories that the guards would basically taunt prisoners by saying, if you misbehave, we're going to just throw you in the ember maw um, and cremate you alive but it was it wasn't used as a crematorium it was used for a furnace Mm -hmm. there was however one prisoner that was thrown in here alive and you would assume those were the bones that you see inside do we know which prisoner it was you do his name was benjen areska that's a good name uncle benjen who is that i don't know that and do we know? Do I know what he was in prison for? Uh, you just know that he was a, a troublemaker and he was uh, a lifer. He was sentenced to life in prison. But we don't know what his crime was. Don't know exactly what his crime was. They never cleaned up this prison. Like nobody went back after it burned. Yeah, nobody thought, even looted I mean, this place. I thought everyone he, just left. Well, but I mean, when was he burned alive? Was he burned alive during the fire, or was no? He, burned? he was burned alive before that yeah, because so he like was they thrown just, in. So these bones were just hanging out there the whole time. They never cleaned out the furnace. I just—it's very sloppy. Roderick looks up. Extrajudicial execution. What does that mean? I don't know. It means outside of the law. Uh, he well, was ne- I mean, he was never sentenced to death. Have you ever been to prison, Roderick? No, I wouldn't think so. But I mean, it's kill or be killed. From the guards, they they should be held to a higher standard. Oh, you know what? It's not a gladiatorial. Shoulda, coulda, woulda, man. It's not a gladiatorial arena. Oh, you haven't been to prison either. Have you? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> That's a no. <laughs> oh, oh, I have. You've been to prison? Well, I've been to jail. Oh. Isn't Not- the same thing, though? But what did you, what were you in for? As this discussion... Public intoxication. <laughs> Public intoxication. <laughs> I could have so, guessed. you mean living your life? Exactly. As this discussion's going on, Vivian's going to go up and say a blessing over the bones. Okay. Uh, as you do uh, approach the bones, you notice that the bones themselves are still giving off heat, as mm. if it still has residual haunt energy still within mm. it. So as she does this, she's going to pour holy water on them. You can do that. Also give me another uh, knowledge religion check. Mm-hmm. Can Roderick as well? Sure. No, you didn't notice. Natural 20. And a natural 18, so we both like... 29. What's your score? You know the fuck out of this. 27. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you, Richard. <laughs> Higher religion role than you. So I'm more holy. <laughs> for once. Between those two roles, you would know that while you did kill the main haunt and absorbed it, or you didn't kill it, you absorbed the main haunt into the siphon, mm-hmm. there is so much so many evil spirits attached to these bones Mm. that it could manifest another haunt. Mm -hmm. The only way to destroy it would be to bury it in a large body of water. Dump them out the window? Conveniently enough. (laughs) We have one. There's a large body of water right outside. So, so, So Vivian will gather the bones and kind of explain what needs to happen. And And Roderick's helping too. Like he rolled so high, he doesn't even need it explained. Mm -hmm. He just goes into it. We can get, there's plenty of cloth around to wrap to bundle it up. You guys are so gentle and respectful of the bones, but I imagine Thurskill just grabs one out and starts flinging it into the water. No, no. They stop him from doing that. No. This is important. And so she's saying blessings. Yeah, they gather them up in some of the extra fabric that they've found all over the place and bundle them up. And Vivian says some blessings over it and is singing and uh, toss them into the water. All right. Can I throw them? No. No. Oh. First girl, I saw you throw something. You didn't throw it very well. My shoes are wet. (laughs) I got wet socks. Uh, But as you put the bones in the water respectfully respectfully um, tossing them out the window Divya says her prayers and blessings Mm -hmm. um, basically giving last rites etc exactly you see a spirit come up out of the water Mm -hmm. still wearing the prisoner uniform Mm -hmm. he looks like an old kind of gangly man Mm -hmm. and he just kind of looks at you and he tips his hat Mm -hmm. because he's freed and then disappears and Vivian starts no, that's that's a question that I had for Vivian. You saw, I mean, this is the first time that you've seen someone be freed with your new like outlook on on 
killing monsters. Mm-hmm. What's going through your mind? Um, now, Vivian is so overwhelmed by this, and she is so touched and grateful that she was able to know the right thing to do and is feeling very guided, fe- feeling very full of faith, and she's just brought to tears, like glistening, misty tears as she sees this. How does she feel about uh, Roderick helping, too? Because Roderick knew exactly what to do as well. Um. I don't think she thought about it that way. I think she's, since Roderick's there, as she's feeling all these feelings, she's just like looking at Roderick with very misty, wide, excited eyes, slight smile on her face of just relief and happiness at doing something good in this awful place. I don't think that uh, Vivian is really like in that competition headspace. She doesn't, I don't think that she sees it as like, he helped me so he gets a point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think that she- Noelle is. Yeah, Noelle definitely is. She, she sees you. But uh, yeah, Vivian, it feels to me like she is, she's excited that you were able to help. Yes, exactly. That you got to feel this, 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 this religious experience with mm-hmm. her. You know, it's funny because she's very, as empathetic as Vivian is, she's not, and, sim- and sympathetic, I don't know, whichever, it's ti- I'm tired. Um, she's so naive that it, it doesn't, I don't think it really occurs to her that other people feel think differently yeah that's what i was thinking like for her it's just automatic because this is her training yeah and when somebody else goes on it's like oh well that just they they just know because she just assumes that everyone knows and like and isn't that great like she it's it's uh yeah she assumes everyone's kind of approaching things the same way she is even though it's obvious that they're not (laughs) see with roderick i think it's the opposite in that he's the teacher's pet so if if it were reversed and vivian helped him he would i i feel like he would feel emasculated or talked down to no because she's an official member of the clergy so he has a respect for authority well i mean it doesn't even it doesn't matter her position i'm just saying like if her Thurskill, position matters a lot to richard well to richard yeah, but to, I'm, to I'm Roger. Saying, like if their skill <laughs> freudian slip if their skill helped him solve it he would be annoyed with that yes yeah because <laughs> because their skill is 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 not the brightest bulb in the box mm-hmm. um but and he he doesn't have a knowledge like she has a knowledge religion. Mm-hmm. So that's what I think about Roderick is well, that, that. But in Roderick's mind, the position of authority matters a lot because she's an official member of the clergy. So he expects her like this is her job. So he's not a member of any clergy. So he's deferring to her, but he's helping and he does want to show off that he knows. But so that's what I was going to say. So how does Roderick feel about this interaction? Um, how does he feel? Like was he looking for some sort of pat on the head from from Vivian? Yeah. Yes, he was. Ah. Oh. Uh, so he's got a bad case of the know-it-alls, huh? Oh, yeah. And so... And I have teacher's pet as a trait. Oh, I didn't know <laughs> that. Yeah. Really? Yes. <laughs> it's right here on my character sheet. Oh, that's hilarious. <clears throat> that explains a lot. It's the top one. I didn't know that. And so I, it is. <laughs> I, I like how he had Let's to prove it. He, has here. He, he had to show it to somebody to... Like, oh, you're doing this on verify purpose. Verify it. <laughs> so that's interesting. So two questions. So he wanted this approval. How does he feel since Vivian probably didn't give him the reaction he wanted? And the reaction he's seeing is one that you could interpret as like, I don't know, more childlike innocence. Like, oh, I'm helping. Like, I'm like she's so excited. And it's, it's, it's an interesting mix. How does he feel about a cleric who is... She knows what she's doing, but there's there seems to be wide-eyed wonder every time she does it. Well, like I said earlier, station really matters to Roderick, so he puts a lot of value in the position. Even if he feels that he's a lot smarter than Vivian, she's in her station for a reason. Mm. So he just is trusting in that. Is this one reason he's so confused by Zenobia, too? Because she doesn't, she doesn't have rank, but she has strength and rolls well <laughs> well no Zenobi is older than him so he he puts... I, didn't, I didn't think so I thought we were all about the same age no you're older than all of us yeah no she's the oldest member of the party you're our mom yeah I'm just like in, in my, real life still, still like still in the early not that much older though still 30s is what I wrote down yeah, well, we're all in our 20s, so you're still older. You're old. Yeah, I'm old. Okay. So You're like he, you're like Philip old. Oh, so the, God. So the, the, so, okay, I got it. So that's why I've got that respect. You have to get up in the unit. middle of the night and pee a lot, too. Yeah, no, he just, he <laughs> yes, I her, do. He views her as older and more mature and definitely more experienced, especially with the things that she's discussed, uh, what's happened in her life. Yeah. Roderick hasn't any of that, so, well, he doesn't have any kids. He's never been married, so that he automatically defers to Zenobi on that as well. No, mm-hmm. I wanted to, I wanted to say... 
say too, I helped you get the cloth. Yeah. Like I, I wasn't just standing around. Once she healed me, I, I, I was. Uh, while I'm not a cleric, if you hadn't done something with the bones, I would have mm-hmm. because we can't leave these things behind. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it's mm-hmm. that whole vampire. You need. You it's know not, how it's to. Not, it's not just that. It's just that every respect time. Respect for the dead. Respect for the dead. That the it isn't the bones' fault. Okay. okay. They have to be released. My view of this as a um, a grave warden is that the earth needs to be relieved of the filth, and the be- the creature itself needs to be released from this trap that's okay. that undead mm-hmm. that being undead is. And I these th- were prisoners. They didn't deserve this. And that's the other thing. As Vivian's having this moment of the watching the spirit get released, is it's it's such a relief to her to see that Zenobia was right. And that she is doing good in the world. That it's freeing these mm-hmm. people. Yeah, it's really well. Unfortunately, Thurskill is is not at any of your levels. I mean, he he sees the ghosts. Ghosts are bad. Skeletons are part of ghosts. Skeletons don't deserve respect. And that's why he wanted to throw just just chuck it in the lake okay. and be done with it. Yeah. Did no Dorf- one's mad at you. Did Dorfy mm-hmm. do anything to help with uh, Thurskill? Uh, he probably would have held him back a little bit. He didn't interrupt the moment of Roderick and Vivian putting the body to rest. Mm-hmm. He basically stood back with his borrowed hammer kind of in a very respectful manner. At ease. Yeah, because he is a he's a holy man himself. He, he's at a attention. holy man himself. Although keeping in dwarfy fashion at one point when Vivian looks over to Roderick with the misty eyes <laughs> for helping, he looks over to Thurskell and just goes, I'm not getting that one, am I? <laughs> I could have told you that a long time ago, sir. <sighs> so so what about that Vizoriana? We said no to that one. I mean, I've I've never done it with a ghost. <sighs> Seven oh no. Uh she's married. Oh, oh right, right, right. Um Dwarfy pour a forty out for him? He's not we, gonna waste we, his alcohol that way. Sure is lucky that it wasn't the cesspit outside this window. True. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just a dirty lake. I don't know if the cesspit would have released him. Mm-hmm. Well this is an interesting out of uh out of moment introspection on our characters. I wonder how much will be cut. Well, I'm glad somebody got to leave this game without. You know, I'm talking about the the guy that went up to heaven. Yeah. Is I mean, there a heaven? He's, he's going to be judged by Farazma. I mean, there is a heaven, but Farazma decides. Planes. I mean, he started the. Anyway, we're rambling now. Yep. Yeah. Um, I have, I have a question. Mm-hmm. And my question is this: Who have these haunts and ghosts and and the scythe hands? Who have they been? triggered by it doesn't seem like anybody's actually gotten very far in this place so there's all these elaborate and detailed haunts and ghosts and what have they been doing when nobody's been here it doesn't seem that there has been anybody here in 50 years other than the the gentleman we found in the vines and we know that um, but you're wondering if if like have they just been waiting for someone yeah, to trigger and them? getting stronger and stronger? How how does this how does it how does the magic how work? Does it work? How does the magic yeah. of a haunt work? Yeah, well, just the ha- the magic of this whole this whole place. How does it work? Because it doesn't seem that there've been people here to haunt or frighten or. I don't think that's how haunt. Like I think haunts are. Uh, let me guess. Richard just raised his hand. Um, <laughs> so let me let me do my guess first, and then you can correct me. So it'll be perfect. We'll both be happy. Um, so I think. Think that the haunt works independently of if anyone's it's it's not like a tree falling in the woods is anyone there to hear it? it's like the haunt or i guess it is exactly like that it's like is the haunt is still a haunt even if it's not there's not anyone there to witness it but as far as the magic you're wondering why they're powerful i'm just wondering what they've been doing for 50 years uh, yeah just haunting I think haunting who haunting and there's resetting. no reason so they're just like on a time clock it's, it's like it, it's like a yeah it's a like light a, going on and off exactly. uh, in your house it's, if you set the timer it's, right. it's, it goes along with that the the current one of the current theories of paranormal in our world you know which is that it's it's more of like an echo that keeps replaying that's exactly what it is is an echo residual haunting versus intelligent haunting yes so visorian is intelligent haunting yes and, and then the manacles are just the other one residual right. residual well, i already forgot it too i was well, like echo haunting like the animated objects like the manacles and the straitjacket those are intelligent mm-hmm. ish they don't have intelligence but they they That's know they there's something decisions. there to attack uh-huh. the others they're kind of on basically like stuck in a loop 
Uh-huh. Uh, some of them are triggered by proximity, so it depends on when you get close to it mm-hmm. is when they go off. Yeah. Others, they reset every so many days. Was going to say, like, like if you walk up to it uh, and and think that your lawfulness will protect you? Right. <laughs> when I was going to say, the, the scythe haunt was one that people have been seeing for years. Playing mm-hmm. on a loop. Because mm-hmm. it's outside and you can see it. Mm-hmm. So the right. That's why I got fifty fifty gold pieces for the side. Yeah. The furnace was a perfect example of a classic haunt. Mm. There's something. There's an echo of pain something and suffering horrible there. Happened, yeah. Physically there. Mm-hmm. That as long as that the bones of the guy in this case are there, that haunt is going to keep uh, resetting and resetting and resetting. So even with all these haunts go, uh, here active, they could have gone off in the past when other people came and looked at it, but they reset. Mm-hmm. As mm-hmm. long as as long as whatever is causing the haunt is still present, they keep resetting. And it shows you how dangerous this place is that we've only run into one corpse of an explorer and it was mm-hmm, outside mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it was because of a plant it wasn't even because of a haunt mm-hmm. and the only other person we know that was um, the only other person we know that was mm-hmm. in was uh, the professor and he didn't go inside either he was no, on the outside no okay thank you that was my I, th- I it, it does make me think though I really find and I and I do want to get into this episode but I'm just thinking now I really find it interesting if, if you play a lot of Pathfinder or listen to a lot of Pathfinder like a lot of us at this table do you know that whenever there's an, a, sp- a new adventure path they, they like to experiment with each one and then try out some sort of new mechanic each time. So um, in Jade region, it's this idea of the caravan and mm-hmm. you're going through and it's interesting. You can tell that obviously in this one, haunts. This is when haunts were first introduced. Am I right? Oh, yeah, there, haunts had already been introduced, but mm-hmm. they really explored haunts in the this different one. Like, abilities. Mm-hmm. There, there's mm-hmm. a whole section in the first book, like a whole chapter just dedicated to haunts, how mm-hmm. they work, what they are, the different types of haunts. You can tell this is where they flushed it out, yeah. yeah. The other thing I think is interesting is that um, there's not very much magic. It's very frustrating. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's interesting. I'm used, I'm used to in mm-hmm. these games that magic is the... Mm-hmm. And I think we'll run into that later, but it's it's the nature of the, the energy, right? Well, and that brings up a very interesting point, too. Um, detect magic. So magic, kind of how I conceptualize it, is it is the energy that's used to manipulate the world. Okay. But undead won't register as magic because the magic that animated them has already been spent. They are not magical, but they if you had mm, observed mm, mm. The, the magic that magic was created them. They're the side effect. Magic is, yes. Okay, got just, it. They're the end result. It's yeah. just recycling. Okay. It's recycled magic. <laughs> So detect magic only really works for new magic. It won't find the recycled magic. Is there anything that does detect old magic, like auras of like like receding auras or something like that? It depends. It depends on how old it is. Um, and you know there are spells higher level that can tell you that kind of stuff. More mm-hmm. like more like in the uh, divination school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, okay. All fascinating. I could nerd out about this for yeah. quite a bit more, but I really do want to get in the adventure. Yes, We're almost. Thank you. I didn't mean to distract. No, no, no. Been, that was a super cool about. question. And well, and it's interesting you ask because I find the different types of haunts fascinating, like the the construct haunts versus the in, more intelligent ones. Mm-hmm. I like the intelligent ones a lot because usually there's a. I like when there's a story way to resolve it kind of like with this man and Mm -hmm. you know I was just Mm -hmm. thinking it makes sense that he's he was burned alive so he needs to be quenched in water yeah and haunts are really mm. fun because they're super open-ended when you're making them because you can make a haunt basically do anything the rules are really broad on what they can do this is a haunted pencil you break it in half yeah, haunt. It, mm. it could be basically anything. That'd be a really lame haunt. I take it, it back. It must be sharpened all the way down to the eraser. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to rub the eraser all the way out. Mm-hmm. Oh, just, okay. What if it breaks off the eraser? <sighs> I hate no. that. Then you have to then throw the pencil away. You just have to like, rub it with your palm. Like, just, or you have to buy those really... Uh, they the take, little cone-shaped they, ones? Yeah, they take me back to like my grade school. Yeah, the I, caps. Yeah. The, the but those, caps. Would, yeah. those would always just break, though. Yeah. They wouldn't, Immediately. couldn't use them. Uh, okay, I'm sorry. I always had to have the big block. No haunted pencils here. Uh, I'm really let's see what <laughs> let's see what cooler haunts we could. <laughs> that's the most creative haunt I could think of. Let's see what cool haunts Paizo came up with. <laughs> and now, now I'm just thinking of a haunted cooler that throws beer at you. <laughs> oh. Oh, Dwarfy's best friend. Okay, we're never getting into this episode. I just watched a couple weeks ago with my my um, my girlfriend's husband, uh, Stephen King's only dir- movie he directed. And it's about killer cars. Christine. Christine. Mass- oh, no, no, Maximum, no Overdrive. Maximum, Overdrive. Maximum Overdrive. And there's a there's a vending machine that pegs these little league players with coke cans. Yep. <laughs> and 
that movie has Emilio Estevez in it. It does. And I was like, Emilio. <laughs> okay. And the lady that does the voice of Lisa Simpson. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Lee Smith. All right. Let's okay. go over there. Of course, Philip knows that. All right. So we're almost done with the first floor. We've calmed down from the cool haunt siphon. Let's go explore. So we just had a really cool moment. We defeated the haunt. We set a spirit to rest. We had some really good characterization. We got a negative energy grenade from successfully using mm-hmm. a haunt siphon. Mm-hmm. This was a good room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Good job. <laughs> okay. So we're in this this L-shaped, like we're in the corner. There's a big hole where the we threw the bones out, uh, respectfully. <laughs> <laughs> There's the door we came through, which which led out to... Courteously. Courteously. There's the room that we came through, which I don't remember what was out there. Uh, you entered this one through the infirmary. Right. Well, that's where we had the poltergeist. And then I think there's another door. There is one door to the south. So the infirmary door is at one end of the L, like the, the bottom of the L from where I'm sitting. And then the there's the door to the south, which is at the top of the L. So I'm sitting in the northeast corner. Ow. <laughs> Cardinal directions hurt you? It was upside down. Mm -hmm. That's that's what hurt. So we never looked down that main hallway. I kind of don't want to go through this door yet. Well, we looked through the main hallway. We just didn't check the doors to the um, That were off the main hallway? Yeah. That's what I meant, We checked all the western doors. We haven't checked the east ones. I think we're going to come back around to it. Yeah? Yeah. So it's up to you. You can either go back around that way, or you can go through this door. Either way, you're going to have to go back out and through, because once okay. you get in. All right. Yes, then let's continue working around the border. Okay, so there's a door here. And everyone's healed up. Zenobia, I got you mm-hmm. fully healed. Yeah. All right. I just did that. Okay. Yeah, there's a door on the southern wall, so we're going to move through there. Zenobia mm-hmm. first. As we're going through the door, Vivian is daintily patting her, her eyes underneath them to wipe away the tears. The little handkerchief. Mm-hmm. So we've stepped into the next room. What do we see? It looks like a black hole. So as you go into this room, uh, I believe I heard Zenobia is going first. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, the first thing Zenobia notices is a room that would make her feel right at home. <laughs> because she sees, I mean, part of the room is still charred from the fire. Part of the room is missing that, that wall because it's more of that collapsed wall on the side. Okay. But you also see some charred and slightly molded training dummies. So Zenobia can tell that this is definitely a training room for the guards. Does she say that? Yes. I recognize this room. Oh, what is it? It's a training room. This is where the guards would practice with their weapons. It meant they didn't have to leave the grounds, I think. Interesting. Uh, well, you know, it's still super creepy. Uh, well, of course, I, yes. I, mean, I know they don't have eyes, but I think they're following us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, they, they look, do like, look like people. They yes. look like that, um, the martial arts dummy. I was going to say the crash test dummies from like the 90s and 80s. Uh, <laughs> I'm thinking more like the uh, dummies from uh, A Knight's Tale. I don't remember the remember those when, dummies when he's looked like. He's practicing. Uh, well, I'm sure that's what they actually looked like. I'm uh, sure that's what they actually looked they're like. They're just burlap sacks with yeah. straw and no, I think on, that's what they actually are. Yeah. I'm, but I like to imagine them being the mar- martial arts ones that looked like what Max Headroom or something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Roger Girl's perception. The ones in the Taekwondo studios, mm-hmm. yeah. And you're right, they do look like crash test dummies. Roger Cole to 15. Mm-hmm. For perception, uh, natural 20. Woo! 17. 18. All right. Oh, so pretty good perception. So, mm-hmm. like I said, you'll see a training room with dummies. Some of them are charred. Some of them have started to mold because they're made of straw, and they've been in kind of this humid environment with the air from that lake coming in. Gross. Um, the one thing that is very odd about this room is that dark hole in the middle of the room. Mm-hmm. It's got the char marks all around it. Hmm. Hmm. What could that be? Can I detect magic on it? Can you detect magic? No, on I can't. It? I can't at all. <laughs> I can do a knowledge arcana. I'll detect magic on it. Okay. I bet there won't be any. <laughs> There's no magic because <laughs> it's just a hole. <laughs> How about knowledge local holes? Okay. Knowledge holes. You can roll that. Sixteen. Sixteen. Yes. Uh, with that and just knowing this area. You would have heard that the training room is where the elevator shaft was, oh. and this is likely where the elevator dropped. Oh. Trapping everybody. All right, this is a terrifying place room to be in. Um, this is where Vissoriana threw the lever and dropped it. So Vivian is going to immediately go back to the door they came through and uh, <laughs> stand in the doorway <laughs> and be like, Zenobia, uh, can I have one of those those spiky things that you like to put in the doors? Absolutely. <laughs> and as you ask for that, 
those of you standing near the hole see it looks like flames coming up from the <laughs> bottom, uh, starting to make their way up the, the shaft up to you. Run away. And you see three flaming skulls come up out of the pit, and we're rolling for initiative. No, these guys are jerks. Uh-oh. All right, so those initiatives. Thurskill. Eight. Eight. All right. Vivian. Five. Five. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, weird. Roll off. Five's that weird. Roll off. No, Vivian. weird, because I put two Thurskills on this tracker. <laughs> Thursk- it's because Thurskill's that full of himself. Yep. <laughs> he, uh, yeah. what, what's it called when a cell splits? Mitosis? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you do when you both have the same initiative? We roll off. You have a five? Yes. Okay, so then you can first you compare um, bonuses, initiative bonuses. Okay. Plus three. Mine's plus one, so you go first. Okay. All right. So I got Thurskill, I got Vivian. Roderick. We're starting off strong with a three. Jeez. Mm-mm. We were not expecting flaming skulls in this room. Apparently not. Dwarfy. Thirteen. Thirteen. At least he was kind of ready. <laughs> and Zenobia. I have a five. A five? All right. And it's so. a higher five than Vivian's. All right. So mm-hmm. you have the higher High bonus. Five. Yes. <laughs> High five. Perfect. And by the way, Vivian, you can use your dagger. Why would I use my dagger on the skull? No. To pike the, to spike the door. Oh, that makes sense. Cool. And with that... I'm sure it's no surprise that the skulls rolled higher than everybody. Because <laughs> you rolled for Even dwarfy? <laughs> Even dwarfy. <laughs> and not only not the initiative stuff, I don't roll by hand. I let the initiative tracker roll for me mm. on that one. So that's why you're cheating. <laughs> <laughs> that's how he's cheating. We know he is cheating. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. That was how, not why. You can't cheat uh-huh. if you're the GM because you make the rules. No, 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 no. You, you're a GM, therefore you are always cheating. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Because you make the rules. Well, anyway, we've got the three flaming skulls. One will fly up to Zenobia. One's going to fly up to, is that Thurskull? Thurskull. And one to Dwarfy? Yes. Is that what that is? All right. So the one flying up to Zenobia, if I remember right, has a really high AC and probably won't hit. She has her holy water out, so her AC is a little lower than if she had her shield out. Zenobia, Thurskull, and Dwarfy are kind of not quite in a semicircle. Zenobia was the closest to this hole in the ground. Their skull and Dwarfy are a little bit back, and then behind them is Roderick, and then near the door is Vivian. So once again, Vivian's exactly where I want her to be, out of harm's way. So Vivian's been so excited about forcing the door open. This isn't clear from the map, but this room is wide open on, like, an entire wall and a half. Well, no, she's not going to spend her turn doing it. It was just when she thought before the flaming skulls attacked, it was just, uh, Vivian's been locked in a lot of rooms. Right, but like five feet away from the door is open space. Oh, like to the outside. So you could throw yourself off the wall to save yourself? Well, we're on the first floor. Gotcha. Like, I forgot. Yeah, I guess it's not a very big leap. Well, I guess she hasn't made the corner yet, like turned the corner yet, so she doesn't see that. (laughs) I guess it makes sense that... Boy, it's amazing we could throw the bones that far. Then I thought we were up a little higher. I think it's just that. No, water the water's the right there. It's right in right there. Oh, oh. Adjacent so basically, to the just dropped it out. Yep. Mm-hmm. Kind of waited out a little bit. Never mind. I'm I'm sort of. You know, it's like, know. it's like when you watch Doctor Who, Mom. You want to know what's going on, but you don't actually pay attention enough to follow the whole thing, <laughs> like just enough. And then you're like, well, well, what about this? Is he? What time period are they in? Which doctor is this? <laughs> All right. Why is he doing that? <laughs> you don't show you don't show your old mom tendencies a lot, but Doctor Who's one of them. So we have three flaming skulls. Mm-hmm. One will go up to Zenobia. One will go up to Thurskell, and one will go up to is that Dwarfy? That yes. is Dwarfy. Dwarfy. That is Dwarfy. All right. So the one that is going up to Zenobia. Seven. No, it misses. All because All of that right. high AC. That high AC. Yeah. All right, next up against Thurskill. 19. Shut up. Yeah, that hits. <laughs> that hits. All right. That would have hit me. It's weird to have an elevator shaft in the middle of an armory, or in the middle of a training room. Is that part of the challenge? Don't fall into the elevator shaft? It's what part is? of the hazing. <laughs> All right, so Thurskell takes two points from the slam attack, and I need you to make a reflex save. I didn't make it. Well, how do you know? Two (laughs) plus one. That's three. That is three. Did I make it? No. Okay. No. No. So so close. (laughs) You will also take four points of burn damage. Mm. Oh, jeez. He's on fire. He is on fire. And the 
third skull, which is going after Dwarfy, who this week is actually being played by Richard. Hi. Normally pass off by which day in the game this who's playing it, but this game, day seems to be going on forever. This day is never ending. Seven. That will miss. Also, for everyone's information, it is still Farast Day One. First of Farast. Which is like March. First. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is correct. Damn. Lousy smarch weather. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And Dwarfy is up first. All right, Dwarfy. Uh, he's, uh, Dwarfy's mad about these skeletons, so he's going to swing at one <laughs> with his borrowed warhammer instead of his uh, broken one. Mm-hmm. Does that mean he rolls like Roderick? No, he rolled an 18. All Very right. nice. By the way, sidebar, did he lose the alcohol that was in his other hammer when he broke it? Ooh, oh. yeah. His it was just, just one flask of it. He's fine. And for damage, Max... 11 points yeah. of damage. Nice. 11 points of damage. And that skull is basically embers. Nice. He got really mad at it. He <laughs> did. Way to go, He Rodney. does not like to be startled by That was Dwarfy. Oh, nice. All right. Way to go, Dwarfy. That's why he rolled so well. It wasn't Roderick. Right. Next up is Thurskel. Thurskel is going to hit back at that dumb, mean old thing with his hammer, but he misses. <laughs> How do you know? Four plus... <laughs> Hold on, where's his hammer? Four plus five is nine. Yeah, that misses. Yeah. I'm sorry your name isn't Rick and that the joke sticks with me, but you roll awful, Philip. I do. I do. I really, really do. Phil flop. And this time I didn't even use my <laughs> dice tower. I just threw it. What was that last time? It was last Either time. Either way, last time. it was still bad. Phil yeah. flop. That's what I'm going But with. there's not a song called Phil flop, so. We, we can make, make one up. <laughs> not right now. I don't know how it would go. Call him Phil flop. Phil flop. <laughs> No. I don't no. like that. No, no, no. It's Flipper. We'll anyway. work on that later. All right. Next up is Zenobia. So, I, since it is coming to me, I am going to inoculate my flail with holy water, which I have taken off my list, and I'm going to study the skull as it comes flaming towards me, and then I'm going to hit with my flail. If this hits, it's going to hurt so much. Please. Especially considering how few hit points they have. So that's 14, 19. That it? Wow. She rolls like a boss. Yes. And that's 1d8 plus 2. 7, 8, 9, 10. You don't even have to worry with the holy water damage because that one is dead. (laughs) Then I wasted it. We seriously have our GCP dynamic. I'm Joe, because I roll bad and make a big fuss about it. I you, thought I was Joe, because I rolled bad. <laughs> no, because you're Matthew, because you low-key roll worse, but yeah. it, it's not a big oh, deal yeah. about it. And then you're the Grant, because you roll so high all the time. Who it's else good. would I be? So, so unfortunately, yeah. I've lost I've lost the water with this, right? It's, it's still still there for one more round. One more round. Excellent. Uh, if you need more water, I got like nine vials. I might take oh, I'm, I'm doing okay. We are waiting. Yeah, she down. just meant she just was wondering for the round. Mm-hmm. Next up is Vivian. Alright, so Vivian is going to step up behind Thurskel and kinda of give him the uh, like in the corner of the boxer, like massaging the shoulders. Like Thurskel's champ. Exactly. She's like, Thurskel, I, I know you missed and I know you keep missing, but I really believe in you and I know that you can do this. And she's gonna give him like a good pat. She's like, Aim for the aim for the eye sockets. And then gives Cass a bit of luck. All right. <laughs> what if she just did that? Didn't have an action. <laughs> didn't have it? an action. Just says, you got this. You got this. Just being supportive. <laughs> she casts a bit of luck. All right. Vivian casts a bit of luck. Roderick, you're up next. So Roderick is going to step up to the skull and stab at it with his rapier. Which skull? The one the remaining. Left. Oh, right. I forgot Zenobia killed hers. Yeah, mm-hmm. the other two are dead. It's just one remaining. Natural one. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, wait, play wait, it. wait, play it. Play it. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Just because it's at your expense. Yeah. I'm okay with this, but it was a natural 13 to confirm, so no confirm. Good. Wait, how do you know? Because that's a 17. Oh, okay. Yeah, not confirmed. So anyway. just a miss. Just a miss. Just I like miss. how, for flavor reasons, Vivian gave it to Thurskill, even though it would have made a lot more tactical sense to give it to Roderick. Good thing I didn't. It was pity. It was, it well, the was second roll was, was a 13. Mm-hmm. The second roll was a 13, so Roderick could have killed it this turn. Oh, I see what you're saying. You're working out. You're you're trying to make up an excuse for why you're, math, for why you're bad at rolling. No, I'm trying to explain to you how you could keep the skulls from getting another turn. Okay, let's save that for the marriage counselor. Who's next? <laughs> <laughs> <Anyways>. <laughs> 
skull. The remaining skull is next, and it's going to go after Roderick, because you were the last one to attack it. <laughs> seven. That is a miss. That's the third seven you've rolled and in this combat. Third. Okay, now it's a miss. All right. Well, now, skull's not doing much. We have five characters to kill him before his next turn. <laughs> Dwarfy is up next. Dwarfy's going to take a five-foot step and swing. Swing bada bada. Natural one. <laughs> Play it. The odds, are, play. the odds are so against the Stephanie. It's crazy. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Confirmation roll. Is an 11 confirm? That is a confirm fumble. No, no. So why did we let Richard play Dwarfy? It was either him or me, and it's not better when it's me. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to play Dwarfy next time. I think you need different dice. I think those dice are loaded. This is the third set. I'm using a completely <laughs> different one for Dwarfy than I am for Roger. It really doesn't seem to be the dice. It seems it's to be Richard. True. He is. Statistics say this is not possible. Sit. We really need to record this. We've actually got a... a Richard and I have a game that we're playing not not on in podcast form. And one of our team members, Miguel, who actually did the artwork for all the characters, he's keeping track of all the ones and twenties everyone rolls because he doesn't believe it either. Well, he should listen to the show more. So, <laughs> the good news is this fumble is harmless to Dwarfy. So it says wrong end. If you're using a slashing weapon, you take one d six points of damage and one point of bleed damage. But he's not, so nothing happens. Hmm. Good, good. Just grab it by miss. the blade instead of by the. But yeah, he, exactly. The if he, if he, he knows that. If that hammer would have had a blade on it, it would have hurt. Uh, maybe he poked himself on like a sharp end of the hammer. He's really happy that like Roger. If it was a what's what's the ball? Not the ball pin. Um, the part the that you pull the nails the, out of the claw. He's, uh, he's really happy that Roderick didn't lend him a bladed hammer. <laughs> <laughs> those, those damn bladed hammers. They're very unique. Is that like a, a sword cane? You They're know, really useful. Where you pull the handle, it turns into you a can, little dagger. You can pull out it, six nails at once. Isn't there a hammer that has on the back end? It's like it's like horizontal with the with the shaft, and it's like kind of like a wedge. That's what I'm saying. That's, it's, it's isn't that what it is? It's almost like a pickaxe. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. A, All right. I think I've this seen is boring. It. Yeah, anyway. I've seen it. Anyway, uh, Thurskell, you oh, were like up a next. Oh, like And remember, a rock ro- uh, and remember, roll twice. Yeah, maybe. Crack die. Why is he rolling twice? Because I get a bit of luck. It actually made it around. All to right, it. that one was bad. <laughs> so I hope the second one's better. That one was worse. No, <laughs> it's not worse. It's not worse. It's better. It's better. It's better. But it's still not going to hit because it's a natural nine. Dude, that might still hit. I, I still don't hit. know if it will or not because it's nine plus five, uh, fourteen. That hits exactly. Bit of luck. Bit of luck. Thank you should you be poo-pooing much. those uh, natural nines, boy. And that's why I keep saying better than natural one. Remember, their skill's very that strong. Okay, Minimum. so it rolled outside of the box, and it rolled. It was an eight. So outside of the box is a cracked die. Uh huh. I rolled it inside of the box. It's a one. <laughs> well, with your strength and everything, it might still be plus enough to kill three. It. It's a four. Not uh, power. Not enough to kill it, but it's close. Plus power. Power. It's plus power. Firework. Firework. Oh, that was so funny. I remember that. Okay, anyway, Mm -hmm. continue. Next up is Zenobia. Well, I'm going to step up to that sucker and flail it. Flail away. And you still have holy water on your... I still have holy water on my flail. And you could study this one, too, since it was just a five-foot step. And I rolled a one. Oh, Oh, my goodness. Roderick's tainted the group. We should just kill him. I think so. (laughs) Six. What, what, what's, what's what are your the bonuses? total? You rolled a six. What what do I add to it? All your regular bonuses. Like you would just, like if you're doing a normal uh, attack. Uh, 11. 11 nope. total? That's that a is a fumble. I've learned that 14 is exactly. It's magic. What's it called? Wait, what? Wait, hold on. <laughs> wait, what? You're confused for one round. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> it, it just confused us when you said, wait, what? We yeah. didn't realize that was the name. <laughs> wait, that was actually, in fact, the fumble. Yeah. Wait, what? It's like, uh. <laughs> All right, so you are confused. I missed? Oh, I mean, she would be confused. She's like, I I I missed? So what I picture happening is I gave such a big swing. It's like I'm facing the other direction. It's like, (laughs) where did everybody everybody go? go? (laughs) She got really into it. It's so funny. I was was raging so much I lost track. (laughs) All right, so if this continues around for one more round, on your next round we'll roll a d100, and that'll determine how you act since you are confused. Mm. I think I, for a second, I thought you were doing a full group party thing. And I was like, what? <laughs> what happens in one round? I think we should do it anyway, just for funsies. Just for funsies. See. Well, we'll see afterwards. Yeah, we'll see. Okay. My turn? Yep. Yep. All right. She's just going to 
Uh, now that she saw that Roderick was having trouble, she's gonna. Vivian's gonna walk over to Roderick and do the same thing. She's gonna be like, Roderick, okay, I know their skill just succeeded. I know you can do it too, okay? Just hit for the aim for the eye sockets. Okay, can we redo that? Except for this time, do you remember 1990 Batman where Joker walks up to the guy and goes, You're my number one guy. Yeah. That's what I picture when you she are does that. My number one guy. <laughs> so. No. Let's see what happens. All right, so rolling. I'm just gonna stab with my rapier. Okay, bit of luck. Not mm-hmm. gonna try to keep. Not gonna not get fancy just for the sake of time. We're gonna take that natural 18, which is a critical threat with a rapier. There you wow. go. Yeah. And I get to roll both confirmation rolls. Yes, I get to roll do. a confirmation roll twice. Natural 17 for the confirm. So that's a critical. Yay! Well, slit. You don't have to worry about the critical because it's dead. Oh. Yes. <laughs> that's true. Let's say, what if this critical is awesome? Yeah, what if it sounds really cool? I think the audience will be disappointed if we don't say what happens. All right, you can say it. I'm just saying it has one hit point left. <laughs> that's why it's going to be so epic. Bone shards are going to go everywhere. Yeah, we're, gonna, we're not going to put this one in. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Okay, then. Good was, job, Roderick. It was, it was punctured lung. <laughs> you don't have but, no lung. But where's it's its already lung? punctured, yeah. So, punctured tongue? What? So Roderick kills the skeleton, and Vivian just starts jumping up and down and clapping. She's like, oh, good job, boys. I'm so proud of both of you. <laughs> you know what? You are. You really helped us both out. Did you say that, or did their skill say that? I said it, oh, but I you. can say it like their skill. You know, Viv, you've really helped both of us out. Thank you very much for oh. all that luck. Oh, I'm so happy to help, and I'm so happy you all succeeded. <laughs> she just went Texan. Yay. Yes, Vivian, so, you have... Bless your heart. <laughs> yes, Vivian, you have been the most effective uh, member of the party overall, I oh, think. Oh, I don't think that's true. I think everyone contributes equally, D- but me? mostly Zenobia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Got that right. Some Zenobias are more equal than others. <laughs> And just for fun, let's roll that D100 for Zenobia and see how she would act this round. I mean, technically, she still would be she confused, still would be confused this round, for six so. seconds. So what does she do for the next six seconds? 42. 42 means you do nothing but babble incoherently. <laughs> she can't believe that she missed. <laughs> Like in, like in Overboard. This never happens. <laughs> no, nobody's seen Overboard. I've seen Overboard. I've seen the original one. You know, I don't think I've seen Overboard all the way through. That's like in the beginning. The right? one with Middle Goldie Hawn. Mm-hmm. My brain immediately went to down Periscope. <laughs> no, nobody's ever. I love ever, that nope. movie. <laughs> in the Navy. They grease the uh, the rails. The rails. So they falls. Uh, all right. I just remember when they give the blonde a man's uh, shirt. Mm-hmm. No, that's not what they do. They no, took they away shrink, her bra. They 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 shrunk it. They and washed took away it in her the bra. washing machine. Oh, I misremembered that, but <laughs> the effect was the same. <laughs> anyway, so you have defeated the flaming beheaded Skeleton creatures. Thingies. Oh yeah, heads. Flaming skull. They were just heads. Yeah, flaming heads. So did they have any treasure on them? Um, <laughs> they have their heads. We oh. did they, they have think any, that's a treasure. <laughs> did they have any diamonds in their eye sockets? It, they have no very diamonds. valuable lip rings. <laughs> <laughs> they have no lips. The flaming lips. Yes, the flaming lips. So let's look around now. Right, don't so, use jelly. Tricks. All right, fast forward. You don't find anything in the room. So except it's in the, the next room. Elevator shaft. Except you, another scenic view of the the you, water outside. You, you have this, that scenic view, and you still have that big hole. Yeah. The elevator shaft. I want to point out another thing. From the map, it looks like the water from outside is leaking into this hole. I see mm. like a train of water running into it from outside. Mm. Yes. So that's what I see on the map. Yeah, it's basically like the water level um, for outside has come right up to the edge uh, of the foundation here, so it's starting to seep in. It happens every time it rains, pretty much. Vivian would like to edge her way up to the hole to look down. Okay. Roger grabs her shoulder in case something tries to pull her in. <laughs> As you... And, and Zenobia thinks she's going to be funny to, to both of them. No. Gives them both a show. Uh, joking, guys. As you get, uh, get over by this this pit and look down you can tell that this definitely was the elevator shaft you can see down below it looks like uh, it's about 20 feet down mm-hmm. um to go down there and you see basically the crashed remains of the elevator mm. can i can i ask a question where where was it hooked was it attached up up above the room was there a mechanism on the floor above um, you could probably tell from the like the rubble that's around this area in this room that this was more than likely it housed um, kind of like a well. Kind of. Um, it was basically one elevator room, kind of like a. So really, this was the it's elevator like Dark Souls room. Three. 
Hmm. Uh, that helps. That doesn't help me. So really, it was an elevator room, but they practiced in here around it. Yeah. Like, the elevator mechanism was the main point of this room, but it's all destroyed now. Right. Okay. So they didn't fall in this because there was stuff around it. Yeah. It, it was guarded previously. There was an elevator there. Yeah. And a, and a, I would imagine, and a crate. I would imagine the explosion destroyed a lot of it initially, mm-hmm. and then okay. just time eroded the rest of it. And okay. it, it was like, this is think of it more like a kind of like a dumb waiter, but for... Yeah. For, for the guards instead of for food and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they would come in. This is where they'd get their assignments for the day. Okay. And, and, the, and people would winch this up and down. It wasn't yeah. a... Yeah. It, there wasn't a motor. But all the mechanism stuff's been destroyed. Been destroyed. So we just yeah. have a hole. And okay. let's remember back to our description of what happened. This is where it started because the splatter man was flying his way up the hole using his magic. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot about yeah. that. He was trying yep. to fly up, um, and so the guards tripped the the failsafe switch that they had and made it drop. Made it drop. Mm. Uh, then they threw the oil and stuff because he started climbing up the rope that was left up mm. there, which ev- eventually caught on fire. So, so is the splatter man down there? Is he underneath? We can presume. Yeah, and that's this. Actually, I'm I'm glad that you reminded me of the, that, Richard, because Noel, as the player, is is um. I really want to like look down there, but Vivian as the as the character is so cautious of like she doesn't want to rile anything up right now. But she's she, it's very freaky. This is a very scary room. So seeing the apprehension in Vivian's eyes, Roderick kind of cautiously gets down on one knee and does like a slowly peering over with his dark vision just to see if he can any, see anything Great. down the hole. I forgot Great you have dark idea. vision. As you look down there, like I said, you can see more of the remains of the lift that was down there. Uh, you can also see looks like different skeletons, some with guard uniforms on, some with prisoner uniforms that have been kind of tattered. It basically looks like they were trying to climb their way out. Mm. And this is where they all died basically in a heap. That's so awful. In this area. So Roderick stands up and looks at Vivian. There are a lot of skeletons down there. Um, If we were... This is one way down to the basement if we don't find any others, but it is very, very likely we will have to fight undead as soon as we land. I don't like that idea. Yes. I I don't really want to deal with this yet. Um, She will detect magic down the hole, though. Okay. Prisoners of love. Blue skies above. Uh... So you detect magic down the hole, and yet again, you don't see any magic. For once, I'm relieved. <laughs> well, let us... No temptations. Let right. us continue with the first floor, and then we will see about the basement once we are done. I agree. Mm-hmm. And then they scuttle along to the next room. Uh, before you leave the room, though, Vivian, you, you feel like this cold chill go throughout the room, and you don't know if it's something real or just your mind playing tricks on you because you've realized that the splatter man could be down there. Mm-hmm. Very close. Mm-hmm. But you feel that cold chill and then basically you start looking around the room and your name is written in blood over and over on the walls mm-hmm. all around the room. And this just appeared? Just appeared and she's the only one that sees it. Vivian. And she immediately runs to a wall again and kind of like mechanically starts trying to swipe it again. Is it higher than her? It's a little bit higher than so her. So she's, she's like, no, no. Vivian. I know. Vivian. It's, v- Vivian. It's there. Are you okay? Vivian. 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 Yes, Vivian. You're, it's, it's no, you're okay. Five you're letters, okay. six letters. You're okay. <laughs> Viv. What? It's my name. I recognize it. <laughs> I know how to spell, goddammit. <laughs> Vivian, no. No, Vivian. Look Does at me. Look at me. And did look you, like, grab me. her? Yeah, I grab her by the shoulders. Look at me. And she's look trying to scalp. look away. Look at me. Oh, how pretty. Look at my eyes. That's pretty. Look at my eyes. His and his blood. eyes start to glow. Oh. His eyes Who's start... Who's getting pissed at her? Just a bitch slapper? <laughs> no, his, his eyes uh, are starting to, yeah, change from that garnet to a ruby red. Oh. Just oh. to distract her. Spider-Man. He's not. What? He's not here. He can't he's hurt here. you. He's down. He's down there. You've got all of us. He's no match for all of us. Calm down. <sighs> you got. Let's let's move on. Let's get out of here. Yes. Come on. Yes. And now, when Vivian looks at the walls, the names are gone. Oh, I'm close to tears. Oh man. Whew. Whew. Hero card. <laughs> for Philip. For me. <laughs> Possibly. I saved her life. <laughs> Very cool. 
Oh, that, that one got me. I'm like, I'm all misty-eyed now. Let's get out of this room. <laughs> so what was that? Was that another haunt? Yes, I think it was just like the Splatterman. I mean, it's it's they're coming for us. They're coming for all of us. They've come for Richard. They've come for Noel. We're next. Me and you, Zenobia. Mm. <laughs> Say that in character voice. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> you want to hmm in character voice? <laughs> no, no, no. We're next. No, I don't want to. Uh, no, he was. Thirsko talk- would not say that out loud oh. at this moment. Yeah, he mm. said the player names, not the character names. We can still no, hear you. I said Zenobia. <laughs> no, I said Zenobia. Oh, well, you said me. Well, did we I? knew what we we knew what we signed up for. Yeah. No. See. Yeah. Thirsko is not going to mention anything about Spider-Man or haunts or anything mm. right right at this moment. All right, so so Vivian follows shakily. That was really cool, Philip. I liked that a lot. What? I also also like the comedic idea that like he's like, you better calm down, or I'm gonna get really fucking right. pissed at you. <laughs> no, he, he calm down. Slap, slap, slap. He knows what happens when he gets angry, so he can control a little bit. It's mm. not like full on, but it's it's enough to mesmerize somebody. Mm. Mm-hmm. I like it. Has anybody read the Dragon Riders of Pern? No, I've seen nice. How to Train Your Dragon. <laughs> I read the first chapter like three times. I can never get past it. One of the features in the dragons is as they go through different emotional states, their eye, eyes whirl. Okay, like like so, like a slot machine. More like a hypnotic. More like a hypnotic. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like cough. It's, from they're not they're book. not going forward like the eyes are spinning in their head. It's more that the it, the center of them is just. It reminds me of parrots when parrots like. If you ever watch a parrot when it's like saying like Polly or wants a cracker or whatever, its eyes get like really tiny because it's like it's taking all its brain power to do that one. I was thinking, I was, I was just, I was picturing as you were talking about what your eyes did. That was that sort of change that there's. Do you know what it's like? Swirling movement. Aladdin with Jafar's staff. Oh, with the the snake staff. Yeah, and then you see it in the Sultan's eyes. Mm -hmm. Because it's just the different shades of red too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's cool effect. Very cool. I like that a lot. All right, so we're at this door, but uh, one thing before we go through is Thursko took damage. I did take damage. I oh, took, right. uh, hold on. You took a big chunk? You took like six chunk. points. I am at, uh, I'm not at, ha- I'm like six down. 20 out of 26. So, so you calm Vivian down. She looks back at the walls. Nothing's there. She just, she just takes a deep breath, refocuses, heads towards the door, and she's like, okay, oh, Thursko, um, okay. Yes, you're hurt. And she pulls out the wand and heals you for... Big money, big money. (laughs) No whammies. Four points of healing, and then... Four more points. Oh, shit. Mm -hmm. Overhealed. Too bad you can't carry that overhealing. Wouldn't that be cool? I think there's some spells that, like... Temporary hit points, but they work different. Mm -hmm. Those spells are different. Mm -hmm. So that that brings you up to full, right? Yes, I am full. All right. Let's You're welcome. Them. Once again, Philip is full of himself. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go through this door. <laughs> he's very strong. Yes. There's Skellis. Philip's There's not. No, no. I, I'm not. I'm the weakest one in here. I don't know. <laughs> I bet you have some competition for that. Can you do a push-up? What's that? <laughs> like the ice cream? Yeah, I can totally do that. <laughs> oh, like the Flintstones ones. <laughs> I'm gonna keep talking until Gary's ready to go into this room. I was—I never understood those. They had the pointiest stick. Push pops. Those were yeah. great. Oh, they're so. And when you were done, it was a weapon. Yeah. I used, you know, I didn't really enjoy them because uh, I am—I uh, hate orange. I love orange. I hate orange too. Yeah, orange is gross. Here's a better question: Why were we so obsessed with Flintstones vitamins? Because of the commercial. I never liked them. You're a Flintstones kid. They tasted chalky. Advertising. Mm-hmm. That's that's why that mm-hmm. they had to stop making cartoons that were just long commercials for children because people got I, onto them. I wanted to be oh. a Flintstone kid. <laughs> I you wish. wanted to take Flintstone vitamins? Or? Well, I, I wanted to be a Toys R Us kid. <laughs> I wish. Well, you can't do that anymore. anymore. You, can, you, you can be a Flintstones kid, but you can't be a Toys R Us kid. They're I, opening them again. I heard they're opening yeah. them again. I wish gummy vitamins were a thing when we were kids. Yeah. I like oh, the gummies. People the, killed themselves. I was going to say, although we totally OD on them, like them, a kid yeah. would totally OD on them. And of course, there's never enough cherry. 
Mm-hmm. You know? That's the problem. Why don't they just give a cherry? Like, no one w- fuck gives a fuck about these other flavors. Yeah, like, my favorite is that all cherry. It's like, that's what I want. Yeah, yeah that's what that's everybody what everyone wants. wants. I like some of the other I flavors. I like Starburst, so. did the all reds. Like, yeah. yeah, that's what I'm Yeah, the Starburst all reds ones. Starburst is smart. Who's the guy that's in the. I hate, I hate those commercials, but I was looking him up. Bill Hader, who's the berries and cream kid. Mm-hmm. Berries and cream. I was like, what the fuck is this commercial? <laughs> all right, anyway. Anyway, we're at a door. You're at a door. Once again, you the door. So who opens the door? Shut the door. I want, I want Dwarfy to open the door. Oh, that's true. He hasn't done anything. All right. Oh, I want him to kick it open and hit him in the face. <laughs> it's a double door, so Zenobia and Dwarfy are both on it. Roderick can cast open close, but it's in a tight hallway, so it wouldn't even really do much good because they couldn't see what was in it. So. Well, again, you're forgetting that all these doors are the kitchen doors, whereas Philip could say they can get kicked open so dwarf- and hit Dwarfy in the face. Dwarfy will kick a door open. It'll swing open, come back and smack him in the face. <laughs> Damn it. I think I would have learned it from last time. Every time. It's the same joke every time, and it makes me happy every time. <laughs> what is, I don't know what that says about me, but I'm okay with it. <laughs> Dwarfy, Dwarfy draws his hammer and threatens the door. If you do that one more time, I swear. Swear by Torag. Roderick puts a hand on his shoulder and like, with your own hammer, please. <laughs> Fair point. I think it, you can just push it open. It I takes don't... us 25 minutes to open a door. <laughs> and walk through. <laughs> yeah, there's the opening. Okay, let's go. Dwarfy, using the hammer, pushes it and stares at the door threateningly as he does so. Oh, Gary's got a good threatening stare going on. I can, I can, oh, I can there's some eyebrow action. <laughs> <laughs> so Dwarfy does open the door. Uh, as you move inside, you see a very large room. It is filled with these wooden benches all the, going all the way back, um, all the way back into the... The back. <laughs> <laughs> all the way to the back of the room. Uh, they probably go... 50 feet? 50 feet. They're going back about 50 feet. That is to your right as you enter the room, uh, and then to your left, which would be the south side of the building. You see what looks like a stage that has been barred off so it has these iron Hmm. bars uh but it's definitely a stage and you can tell that this is an auditorium Hmm. a barred off auditorium and we'll find out more next week 